Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meta Aeronet Podcast, where we tell you what's meta. This week's meta, October. That's it. Just October. This is a great month is upon us. Everything we've been hyping up for months is finally dropping, whether it be My Hero, Chainsaw Man, Mob Psycho, Blue Lock, to name a few, or you're playing A Plague's Tale, Scorn, Overwatch 2, or Call of Duty, October is packed. And it's also my birthday month. I kind of have to throw it out there for October. <laughs> so, uh, news for this week. It's a little slow across gaming anime, but plenty for you TV and movie buzz, especially House of the Dragon. We are your hosts, Marcus and Rico. How's it going, Rico? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's been, like you say, a, a slower week when it comes to the news uh, in terms of what we cover. Uh, before we get into anything or start discussing, you know, our week or whatever, I just wanted to uh, shout out to all our friends out there on the East Coast that are having a hard time with Hurricane Ian. Uh, hopefully you're staying safe. You know, it, it ended up being, being a pretty destructive uh, hurricane. And, you know, it, it, it's hard to watch these people out there kind of just have their lives put on the line and in danger and stuff like that. So... You know, shout out to those people. Hopefully you're staying safe. Uh, and, you know, our prayers uh, are out there with you. Well said, well said. All right. So, uh, I mean, anything uh, anything new for you this week, Marcus? Anything that caught your eye? Uh, even if it's in the news uh, or you do anything um, new, you watch anything new? This week, I haven't really played. Well, actually, no, I take that back. We did try out that Gundam Evolution game yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. which it was like an Overwatch with Gundams. It's Overwatch with Gundams, but we had a good time. Uh, I know Rico and I said we actually enjoyed it a lot more than we thought we would. Um, and how fast-paced it was. I don't know. I had a great time with it. Now, it just, it's unfortunate that, you know, Overwatch 2 is dropping in a couple of days. So, and, you know, I never told Rico, like, hey, it's dropping at 2 o'clock, right? I'm taking half a day. I'm going to play Overwatch 2 all night. Can I have my whole day planned out? <laughs> to, you know, to do that. Uh, another thing... Um, I guess as far as what I'm watching, uh, again, still keeping up with the same things that I've been watching. One Piece probably right right there at the top of my of my anime list just because um, something easy to watch um, while everything else is kind of finishing up because what I like to do is go and binge watch all the stuff from the previous you know season or the previous, in this case, uh, summer season and just kind of you know binge watch while everything else is kind of you know weekly and coming up, especially with a huge huge anime release schedule we have for this month you know which is we, we we've been hyping for a long time right um as far as live action stuff uh getting through succession i do watch that uh work during my uh, lunch period um i do kind of we just kind of just watch something and succession is actually one of the things we're watching almost done with the first season um my girlfriend and i actually kind of um jumping between Dahmer. we did see the first episode of Dahmer. real tripped out real scary um, but the one we had never checked out for whatever reason we're finally checking out is Queen's Gambit. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy is amazing. I've seen her in uh, these films, especially in The Northman, which was very, very good. Um, but she's awesome. And the Queen's Gambit, you know, it piqued our interest more so right now. Uh, so we're already on episode three or four. It's only seven episodes. I didn't realize it was so short. Um, so we'll mm-hmm. finish that up soon. But really enjoying that. Uh, just catching up on some stuff we might have missed early on. But yeah, what about you? Uh, I mean, I'm still playing 2K. Uh, like you said, we we also uh, tried out the Gundam game. Looking forward to Overwatch uh, this coming week. Uh, I am uh, jumping back into Pokemon a little bit, like just uh, with the events that they had giving away, you know, the shiny Eternatus. 
uh, which is set to end. I, well, I, no, actually, at this point, has ended. Um, then I made some trade. Was able to make some trades online for some of the events going on uh, other places in the world. Uh, able to secure, you know, those other Pokemon uh, for the both of us. Uh, oh yeah, thank what you. else? Thank you um, as far as watching uh, House of the Dragon, you know, is is starting to pick up for me. Uh, my my uh, as far as like for my taste and like slower storytelling and getting invested in characters, uh, I think it's starting to pick up for me a little bit more. Uh, as far as the action and stuff like that, but of course you can't beat seeing dragons and fights and that kind of stuff. But uh, I was looking for more of that investment, and I feel like we're starting to get that now. Uh, Rings of Power also has picked up. Uh, again, like having both Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones going on at the same time. I mean, what for somebody that's in a fantasy and all that, like what what better time? Um, I am watching Dahmer too. Uh, I think I've watched like five episodes. It's uh it's it's very interesting. I've always found those interesting those kinds of shows interesting and kind of getting in those people's heads and seeing just like different things that played out with those people. And I mean, I know about the guy a lot already but it's different seeing it like oh, acted yeah. out uh evan peters phenomenal uh the other big thing is i have been listening to the game of thrones slash uh a tale of fire and ice audiobooks and i think i i don't remember what the starting like time was but i only have 10 hours left oh wow of book one so I'm getting through it. It's very enjoyable. And since since I watched the show, um, it, it helps that I'm listening to the books and I can picture the characters like from the show. You know, they talk about Daenerys and I see Amelia Clark's Daenerys. You know what I mean? I'm not having to like make up these people there thus far. Uh, I think this is this pretty much is all season one and it pretty much to a T. Uh, there are a lot more details, obviously, that you get into with the book. Uh, some stuff that probably could have added a little bit to the show, but I mean, it's understandable. Big budget stuff has to be cut because there's so much story being told, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it a lot. That's been it for, for my week. Um, just yeah, uh, a lot of yeah. stuff coming. coming. I did get to check out uh, the first episode of, uh, of um, Spy Family this morning. Oh, and really? I did... Sorry? Yes, and I did start my hero, but I had something come up, so I had to stop. But uh, yeah, the Spy Family one was. It, it, I'm glad it's back, man, and it's gonna start just coming in waves. You know, like you yeah. said, October is gonna be big for anime. So and it's gonna be it's gonna be super hard. And usually, I kind of reserve a day. Um, I know, and I talk to um, Cornelio, and I'm always, you know, <laughs> what is it? Shouting out him and him. I remember we talked about it a while back where he enjoys the whole, or you look forward to something every day and when it drops, you have to watch that day. And I, and my thing is kind of like, you know, weekend, you know, Saturday and Sunday, unless I do happen to have time during the week, I'll do it, right? But Saturday and Sunday, you should sit down and just kind of go through everything in one sitting. Uh, I have not seen the latest episode for the Rings of Power yet, but I heard it's actually really good. Uh, but we'll be watching, obviously, House of the Dragon. That one I've kept up with, you know, pretty religiously every every week. Um, well, you know, Rings of Power 2, I, ha I haven't, you know, fallen behind at all. Um, and these anime will drop, you know, throughout the weeks and stuff like that. So usually in bed, even if it's, you know, in bed or something, I'll watch and whatever. So um, looking forward to that. Super looking forward to that. Caught up. I did catch up in all of my manga that I'm reading because I'm reading like nine or ten right now consecutively. So I've caught up on all those. 
uh, Barto, Black Clover, uh, Tomodachi game, which one I mentioned a while back. I did catch up on that one. Um, some 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 on the F class that I that I've raised. Um, Don Don Don, another manga that I just super enjoyable and super awesome. Chainsaw Man Part Two, of course. I do read that one, and, and I did read a one shot from Fujimoto that um, it was it wasn't Goodbye Airy. It was another one. I totally forgot what it's called, but it's that guy man just has a way of writing super good. I totally forgot. I, I totally forgot the name of it. When I remember, I'll remember. But it's a, it's about a uh, aspiring aspiring manga artist who she's you know people always compliment her for drawing these things and being a manga which she's you know in elementary and she just draws these things as she's going as she's living but then in the paper because i have a manga paper there's this other person who draws backgrounds super beautiful and you know so she kind of starts resenting the fact that somebody can basically out draw her and so she becomes determined to become better than that person when they finally introduce that person they become best friends they hit it off but some, you know, some a school shooting or a school incident happens later on and a little bit of a time thing going on. But obviously there's one hell of a message coming from that um, manga. Uh, it's, it's a one shot. Totally, again, I totally forgot what it, what, what it was. Um, give me a minute real quick uh, just to kind of go through it. I totally forgot. It's not Goodbye Airy. It's the other one. Um, Look Back. It's called Look Back. So, if you, and again, those are very short. Um, they'll take you 15 minutes to read, 20 minutes to read, man. But the message behind all those, amazing. Super awesome. So I did just finish that up. That, I read it this week because these, what is it, companies are starting to actually print out one-shots in manga format. Uh, they, they've never really been a thing, but you're, you can actually buy these one-shots in a volume now. Not that you haven't been able before, but they're promoting it a lot more. So it's kind of cool to see these things come to shelf. Um, I know I went off on a little tangent there. I apologize. So maybe we can get to this news. <laughs> but it was we can or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, nope. well, well, go ahead. Go ahead and take it away. Yeah. Well, uh, I threw in a couple little things here just because I felt like I just wanted to mention them in our little general news. E3 is returning in person next year, June uh, 13th to 16th. I felt like I had to throw that in there because obviously our podcast launched uh, if you remember with uh, the announcement that E3 was canceled. So E3 coming back in person, uh, full, full on, full blown event. Uh, good news for those people that uh, like to attend these things. And for us, I like to watch yes, uh, dude. at home. Yes, so, and so that's big. A long, a long while back. And just, I remember in the first one where we said, um, despite what, you know, the hate it got and, you know, all these things that people got, one giant just, I don't know, it's a festival, right? You can call it a festival. Yeah. happening with all these games just being announced it's a lot of fun it's a two three day event you know i actually prefer that and just to kind of have these celebrations and kind of watching and look forward to then you know guessing like we did this past summer and hoping and wishing and oh here it comes i'm waiting again and i didn't like that you know <laughs> despite what some people and again it's very different in tone of rex that you get throughout the year but to have a you know e3 to have a what is it? That word? Oh, it's not coming to me. A, dedica a dedicated gaming festival during a weekend. I think that's the way to go, man. So I'm pumped. Super excited. Yeah, same here. The other thing I had is that uh, supposedly McDonald's is going to be doing adult Happy Meals starting October 3rd. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out in two days. I haven't... Uh, I, I, w I didn't uh, do a good job and do my research to see if this is actually happening, but I saw it. 
So we'll know in two days, I guess. For those of us that like to go out there and get those Pokemon cards or uh, I know like you and I or some other little collectibles whenever they uh, come out with different things. Uh, you know, now we don't have to feel ashamed of buying going home with six Happy Meals. <laughs> so what I'm more impressed with is the fact that it says, you know, that, oh, I didn't do my job correctly, you know, in researching this, but I thought it was funny. So and considering that yeah, you got it from that Twitter, uh, we got it from a Twitter account. That Ronald McDonald does look a little creepy there. I don't know, man. I guess we're waiting two days. <laughs> if you followed us on our Discord, or you, you know, uh, just let Rico and I know, and we can add you on here just so you can kind of see more or less what we what we see and talk about and stuff like that. So you, just because Ronald McDonald does look creepy in this picture that I'm looking at. Yeah. So that that, that was it for the for the general. Like you said, anime. We didn't have too much. Uh, I, ha I just had a couple things, and then I'll throw it over to you in case there's something else you wanted to touch on. Mm -hmm. uh, Seven Deadly Sins, Grunge of Edinburgh, Part 1, December 22nd. There's a trailer out. Uh, I know Seven Deadly Sins gets a lot of flack for uh, its kind of transition going from the manga to the anime. People, you know, have their opinions about it or whatever. But for me, and I think for you too, it was a pretty enjoyable thing. And... Uh, you know, it, apocalypse. It, yeah, it, it, it's over. It's, it's, it's over at this point, and now, now we're going into the sequel, uh, and that's essentially what this is going to be: the Four Nights of the Apocalypse, uh, which I did start to read a little bit, but then when once I found out that it was coming to, to uh, to anime, I mean, I said, oh, "Well, I'll just watch." You can and, do both, uh, I know, dude. Just get out. I, I, I know you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think because there's potential for me to really like this a lot, I would rather watch it and then maybe yeah. read it after. If if I watch it and then I'm like, mm, like I like it, but it's not one of my favorites, then I'll go ahead and read. That makes uh, sense. Because um, like in the manga, just spoiler free, of course, no worries. The the characters and the way they're developed and stuff like that, because you know they're he. You can kind of see the progression. Does a hell of a job, a, a whole lot better job. And I've texted Rico like, dude, like, oh my god, the Four Nights of the Apocalypse are just—they're awesome. Uh, they're great. Um, everything about them is just awesome. You know what I mean? And as far as the action sequences, I don't think we've really gotten those. Um, um, especially like the ones we've seen where it's Escanor versus, um, you know, what I'm talking about the um, um, S S Estorosa. Yes. You know, we hadn't really gotten an anime sequence, uh, uh, action sequence like that. Or maybe we have it. Maybe the anime will just, you know, adapt it a lot better. Um, but super hard to replace. But nonetheless, I've loved it. I've loved the manga. Great things, man. Prince Tristan um, coming out on the Grudge of Edinburgh, part one. It's going to be great to see, man. And honestly, I'm actually excited because I think the Fortnite apocalypse are amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that, too. Uh, the next thing I had is uh, Devil is a part-timer, season two announced. Yes. No date yet, no nothing like that, but just it's it's coming for those of, those people that uh, enjoy watching that. I know uh, it has a pretty big fan base from what I've seen. You know, people, I always see people talking about it on Twitter. Uh, with the announcement, I noticed that it got a lot of likes and retweets. So I said, oh, people are excited for this. People are mm -hmm. waiting for this. People are happy about this. So got to throw that in there. The last thing for me was uh, Bleach, uh, Thousand Year... Uh, Blood Blood War arc is we got a trailer for it, and it is coming out October 10th, so just a few days away. Uh, 
that was it for me. I don't know if there's other th- stuff you wanted to touch on, maybe that I missed or didn't like catch my attention like it did yours. Or the well, no, just two things. Uh, one more so, just to get, let everybody know that the summer season for anime is winding down, so you're uh, expect to see a lot more of those season finales um, already kind of popping out. I know Call of the Night already had theirs. That was a part of season two already had theirs. Um, the Made in Abyss, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun already had theirs. So. You know, this is the week right here. It's already October 1st. We are making headway into the um, fall season of our anime. So just be aware of that. If there's anything that, you know, might have conjured interest before, but you're waiting for it to finish, this is the time to do it. Uh, Licorice Recoil also just had its finale last week. So there's a lot of things that, a lot, a lot of things to watch. So right now there's no really excuse to not be seeing anything, especially if you don't like to wait. Uh, there's a lot of these 12, 24 episode animes that you can you can take out in a few days or so. Uh, is it wrong to pick up Girls in the Dungeon season four? Also had its season finale. Um, that one already also I think we mentioned it was getting its um, season five already. Uh, but the only thing aside from that is there is an Art Knights TV animation Predator Dawn, which is going to uh, again air this October. So kind of keep ahead of that. Uh, the reason I'm mentioning is because I did download the mobile game. Not sure what it is. Not sure what it's about. I know I have no. Absolutely no um, idea what it is, but did want to mention it just because there was a trailer that dropped, another one, and there that I got the game. Haven't tried it yet, but I did get it. So kind of curious to see more or less what it's going to be like. Um, but yeah, other than that, that kind of wraps up the anime section. Go ahead and throw, throw it back over to you. Yeah, thank you, Marcus-san. Uh-huh. Uh into gaming another like not too big uh but uh new silent hill game is reportedly in the works according to uh in korea i know they do the uh the ratings and registering and all that uh kinds of stuff and reportedly this game is uh going to be coming out and it's going to be called short message uh from what is being registered so uh silent hill you know for those people that love scary games uh we've talked about it in the past uh hopefully this is true hopefully it's good hopefully it's coming back we'll just have to wait and see until we get more uh more news uh disney is reportedly wanting to make two star wars games a year one main game and one side game um i'm not sure about this one uh you know there's games out there that kind of we get on a yearly basis and uh side games i could see but main like main game I don't know because then you're starting to talk about like Call of Duty. You're starting to talk about like uh, what Assassin's Creed was there for a while, uh, and you kind of just don't want the. If it's something that you like, you know, me being a big Star Wars head, like I, I just don't want, uh, something to come out that isn't good. You know, what do you think about this? I actually, I'm on the opposite spectrum. Just because Star Wars is so much more than what we've seen, so much more than what they've given us, so much more. You know, these stories that should be told, uh, different time periods, different planets. The, the universe is so massive that I think video games is actually a medium that can tell these stories however they want and not have the, you know, constructs of a one and a half hour or a season long type of storytelling, you know, method. It's a video game. Um, the story can be different. You Obviously, you're going to enjoy, you know, playing as the character. An example I can think of was the Star Wars anime that they, we know the, the um, Ronin, the Ronin Jedi. Um, what was his name? You know what you're talking about. I know, I know who you're talking about. You, you see, and, stu- and stuff like that I see as the side games, not the main 
Star Wars. Because when I think of Maine, I think of like, you know, it's Jedi, Sith, that kind of stuff. That's why I say the side. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So even in that context, though, like, because keep in mind, you know, uh, I know like the novels and whether I can, I totally don't remember if they were or not. But even like the novels kind of ventured into main story games and, you know, included, you know, previous Siths and included different types of Jedis. You know, I don't think it'd be that crazy to explore different time periods of Sith and Jedi, even in a, in a main Star Wars game, whether it's going to be so much further into the future or whether it's going to be so much further into the past. You know what I mean? If we have thousands and thousands of years of our modern history you know, how much do we really, really know about Star Wars in general? And I think just video games is going to be a good, it, it can be a good medium to kind of explore that. And there's going to be, you know, a bad game. I think it's kind of unfair to say that, you know, you don't want a bad game in the Star Wars universe, but, you know, there's been just, you know, not as good as games in all kinds of universes, whether it be Mario. Um, Zelda is the only exception, by the way. Um, Mario, uh, Pokemon, Assassin's Creed, stuff like that, you know, where people... Are you know there's games that are just built for different people is what I meant to say. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get you. To me, it's just like I could see it like a, a main like I say the side the side games I can see that. Obviously, there's racing, there's uh wars in space, there's lightsaber games, multiplayer games, uh mech stuff like all kinds of stuff they could go to with that. But the like the main series like I I, I could say I could see like every two years a main game. There. But but yeah. but every year a main game like to me that's like you're just asking for for like at, at least like two three of the games are just gonna bomb I feel like maybe I'm wrong I mean I guess it would also depend on who they outsource the games to I would rather have like a game every three four years and have it like be solid you know what I mean mm -hmm. have like the like this last one Fallen Order or have the uh, what do you call them? The the Force Unleashed, like those kinds of games, but extensive. You know, your build, your characters. Uh, you know, you get to pick your sides. Uh, you know, Fable style or Mass Effect style, where you're either good or bad. You get to spec into either dark side, light side, uh, different things like that. Like I I'm always I'm down for the games. I just I don't know. Like I'm weary. I'm I'm weary of of one per year as far as when it's like the main story games but i guess we'll see you know not not many places have disney money and uh are able to outsource those things probably to big studios and maybe we'll be able to pull that off we'll see yeah. disney money that's a, that's that's yeah yeah uh up next i have gotham knights gotham knights will have uh four different characters with four different povs and it's supposed to take four playthroughs for you to see the whole story I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, uh, I, my worry, like with a lot of single player games often is like, am I going to play it and experience it one time? And then one playthrough of 10 hours, that's it. I mean, and sure, like that 10 hours, if, if you really enjoyed yourself, got lost in it and all that, you know, uh, you could kind of say, ah, yeah, it was worth it anyway. But here where it says like, you're going to have to play through it different times uh with different stories different outcomes or just uh the pov from different characters i thought that was pretty interesting and pretty cool i don't know if uh you've played games like this in the past or how you feel about these kinds of games or if you share that opinion you don't like it i've always enjoyed 
same stories with different points of view, you know, but I don't, I, I can't recall. And I'm, well, the only one I would think would be like, uh, I don't know if you ever played the original Chrono Trigger game uh, for Super Nintendo. And it kind of comes to me as far as different storylines, different endings, different parts of the character that you learn new things from, you know, but that game's a, that game's a borderline masterpiece. You know, that game has withstood, the, you know, the, the test of time and totally comparing it to the game like this, which I'm not right, but just, just the aspect of the multiple playthroughs that you mentioned and the uh, point of views. I can see it. I've always been a big fan of it. I'm just kind of curious as to, I'm going to replay these missions with four different guys. Are they going to be the same mission? And just uh, am I going to just get a very, very little new information about them? I've always been on the fence of, the, uh, of this game since I saw the first trailer. And it's looked a lot better as it's come on, especially with the addition of the Freeze and Harley Quinn, right? And mm -hmm. Even now, like, this is one that I'll probably wait to even see what people say about it. Or, you know, if everybody else likes it, then maybe I might even get on it. But I've always been super wary of this one, especially with, uh, you know, um, where they're at right now. So we'll see. But I'm, 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 not, I'm not opposed to four characters, four viewpoints uh, to every mission just to kind of see what's up. But is it going to become stale quickly or not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm also I'm also uh, on the fence about it. I I'm a big Batman guy, so I obviously I want to check this out with the uh, like you mentioned with the bad guys as we saw them. It was uh it looked uh, it gave me a more positive kind of put me to the more yes than no. Uh, and with this, I'm just also hoping that it doesn't get that staleness you're talking about, and that it's more of like a like a Resident Evil kind of thing where like you're this is what you do as leon this is where you do with claire you meet at the end and like you know like just where it's different it's mm. varied story rather than just like well i'm gonna play it as this guy and i'm gonna play it as this guy and you know it's it's just the same mission like if that makes sense right yeah uh so so yeah we'll uh we'll uh have to wait and see i think that is that one this month i believe so well, well they did what is it delay it a while back that's true. Um, so that might be a, a little bit further out. Uh, speaking of delays, uh, Skull and Bones delayed to March 9th, 2023. Uh, I know when people started to see that it's going to be pirates, ships, and all that coming out of Ubisoft, everybody was all excited. But uh, I don't know. It, it seems like there was a lot of backlash with this game, being that it was going to mainly be like a ship-centric game where it's just battles on boats and stuff like that. But... Uh, let's see what they're able to change. Let's see. Hope we'll uh, look out to see if there's a reason they're delaying it. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It feels like it's missing a little something. It is. It is missing a little something. And I've seen the trailers and stuff. So when they announced the delay, I was kind of like, well, what are you going to... Yeah, you can't... I think it's too late to add stuff. I think it's too late to change the game mechanics, right? I think. Um, so I guess, what, you're going to polish it, polish it, polish it until that cannot be a negative factor for when it drops, I guess. Because, you know, I, I had high hopes when I first saw this game in E3 years ago. I was I was like, damn, this game looks cool. And then I saw, I was like, oh, but you're just a ship. You know, you're not pirates. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's cool. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then I saw, I was like, well, you can't, um, you can't board enemy ships or you're just going to, you know, it's a ship bet. It's a ship. It's naval warfare. It's kind of seeing to what it is with a pirate skin on it. So that's what it seemed like to me on the video. So we'll see. We'll see, you know, what, what's up and see what the, the, the delay brings. I'm sure we'll get more information between now and March 9th. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And by the way, I did look up Gotham Knights is dropping this month, October 21st. 
that what I saw? I saw something like that. But it's dropping this month, just FYI. Um, kind of fix myself a little on that one. Okay. So uh, Team Ninja open to outsourcing games like Ninja Gaiden. They Ooh. did say that this would be if they felt like the, the game was going to be made in a way that would please fans. Uh, but just, uh, you know, you and I are both uh, Ninja Gaiden fans, as are a lot of people out there. Uh, we love uh, Ryu Hayabusa, and uh, I'm sure we'd both... They, they just came out with, like, a trilogy, right, of the old games? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. And, on uh, Game Pass, so... I got through halfway of the first one, but I was playing it on... Not the hardest difficulty, as you unlock it or whatever, but damn, is that game hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I started messing around in part two. Just to mess around in part two. Uh the one I didn't get through was to was the third one, part three. But yeah, uh, you know, I was messing around with them. I was playing I, I put in a few hours, you know, into into both of them and stuff like that, having fun with them. I didn't complete them because I do remember uh, everything just kinda started coming back and stuff like that. Man, but it was nostalgia, they're still fun, they still hold up and it was it was fun. But I, I was playing on hard the hardest hardest one and damn it was it hard. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, Scorn, Scorn, which was uh, originally supposed to set, come out uh, later in the month, was actually moved up a week to October 14th. Uh, it is going to be on Game Pass. I think it was, yeah, originally the 21st, now the 14th. Going to be on Game Pass, moved up a week. You know, uh, we're always okay with delays. And I mean, I'm pretty sure they must be at the utmost confidence to be pushing it up a week. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to to check that out on Game Pass, like you said, uh, and see what the big deal is with Scorn. Uh, this one was kind of an interesting one, sad, uh, but understandable, I guess. Google in January is officially shutting down Stadia Gaming. Um, it was supposed to be their version of like mobile, not wow, mobile gaming, but 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 on the go gaming. Cloud, sort of, cloud gaming, right? Yes, cloud gaming. But I feel like now with the rise of like, you know, we already had the Switch. Uh, now we have the Steam Deck. We have Logitech coming out with a handheld device. Uh, xCloud is pretty good uh, at this point. So is, uh, or or I guess it was xCloud. Now it's just uh, cloud gaming when it, uh, when we're talking about like Xbox. Uh, there is some other some other things out there or ways that you can play your games on the go. So uh, the sales from what I heard and the hours that people were logging in on here just wasn't significant enough for them to kind of like keep going uh, with how much it costs for them to put up games and servers and this kinds of things. So yeah, in January it is monster. ending. It is a monster. And I think the crazy thing, which they didn't have to, but I thought it was cool. Well, that they are refunding purchases for hardware and software in state in general to everyone. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, being like, you know, hey, you know, we didn't mess up, but, you know, we're not going to just take your money, especially, you know, because it, it, it didn't take off the way they had hoped. And they didn't, again, they didn't have to because people, when it comes to new, to new, you know, consoles and stuff like that, especially to someone like Google who's trying to get into the console business, it's almost kind of sort of an investment, you know, how, how much are you going to get into and stuff and put into something like the stadia but i just think i don't think google had that good foundation when it comes to gaming i think steam obviously did have their 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 steam people are familiar with steam that's you know one of the one of the 
platforms for buying your games for a, a PC. So the Steam Deck obviously already had that foundation to kind of build upon. Whereas, you know, was Google, maybe had they been going for mobile gaming, it might have been a different story, but they were going for something cloud gaming and trying to get all these AAA type titles onto a Google cloud type service. And I didn't, I was skeptical of this from day one. I never got into it, never bought into it. I think I maybe know like one or two people who might have gotten it. But as a matter of fact, and as a matter of fact, one of those two people actually did end up returning it um, because it's kind of like, well, you know, it's, if you have an Xbox, why get something like, you know, something that's going to be cloud gaming. And I know it's at the time on the go, take it wherever, you know, you'll play, be able to play wherever. But like Rico had mentioned, when it comes to other things like the Steam Deck or your Switch, how do you compete? You know what I mean? So no, no, no hard feelings, you know, no, nothing like that. They gave it a shot. And again, the fact that they're able to kind of own up and refund purchases and admit that, hey, you know, it just wasn't something that worked. And that's cool. You know, maybe down the line, they might try again, but, you know, no hard feelings at all because any competition is good competition for just about anybody out there. So um, no hard feelings on this one at all. You know, not going to bash them for trying or anything. Yeah. And good, and like you said, I had completely forgotten about the refund thing, but good on them for going that extra mile and kind of just giving their their uh, investors, their early adopters uh, or what have it, just kind of giving them, a, you know, a little a, a little piece back and saying, you know, we tried this. It didn't work out. Thanks for rolling with us. Thanks for, you know, going on this experiment with us. And, you know, like you said, we'll see what comes out in the future. Yeah. On to the next one. So the last thing in gaming is uh, we do have Overwatch 2 coming soon. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more of discussions about Overwatch 2 later. But as it pertains to news for Overwatch 2 this week, we did have some some uh, updates. One of the things that was big that people were talking about was the new, like, uh, what they called. I'm, I mean, I'm sure you love this, like the the security and all that, with a, which they titled the Defense Matrix. Uh one of the big things was that you're going to have to register with a, a phone number. Uh, there was also, they was also talk about the changes to competitive and some of like what they called like the new user experience. Uh, I just wanted to see if you had read a little bit into that, what you thought of some of those changes, the SMS thing, uh, any of the patch things that you liked, didn't like, uh, what do you think of the new what they showed of like the new comp system any, any any anything like that if you wanted to touch on it or i could just uh explain some of them a little bit if you need me to or well i mean i haven't not really gotten a chance to kind of take a look i just saw i did see a new patch i did see a couple of things but i didn't get into into as far as what is to be expected so you go ahead and take it away let everybody know um exactly what's coming well, I mean, the SMS thing is pretty self-explanatory. You're going to have to have a phone number attached to a Battle.net account, which I think we've touched on in the in the past already. So uh, I think that they're not going to be accepting things like prepaid phones or uh, what do you call them? Like, like online phone numbers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you are going to have to be tied to your phone number. So that's going to, of course, people have wanted for a long time to combat with, you know, and I don't think it's as common as a lot of people think, but uh smurfing and stuff like that people having all these different accounts so i think that's a that's a positive for the most part uh the only thing I, the only place i can see it being a problem is with some of like the bigger content creators where they are in a in a situation where like there's not many people in their rank so um 
it, the the cues are a lot longer, which is why a lot of people uh, make those extra accounts to kind of be a little bit lower in the ladder. Yeah, it might be smurfing, but you know if they're not tryharding, uh, what's gonna be the like? What what's gonna be the dynamic there? Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, like to see what the queue times and all that are gonna be like. Hopefully, with free to play, we're gonna get a lot more people in the game, a lot more games and stuff like that. Uh, so I'll jump over to the first time user experience. New players are going to be challenged to win 50 quick play matches before competitive unlocks. Yeah. Uh, also, it will take about 100 matches for new players to unlock all the original Overwatch heroes over the course of their game. They're also going to have a limited access to a limited set of game modes, heroes, uh, and there's going to be other restrictions that are going to unlock gradually. What do you think of that for like first time players? I mean, I can see why, right? Obviously, they just want to give them a chance to build up for beginners, um, kind of slowly introduce them into the world where it's already big, you know, because it does have a community. Unlike Overwatch 1, everybody was a newbie. Overwatch 2, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who are going into it that aren't, you know what I mean? So if you want to give it a shot, I think it's fair to say that they're going to introduce them into these small kind of, I don't want to say patches, they're not patches, right? But increments of different characters, trying out different character, leveling up, trying out this, you know, new character, kind of taking them on a pace, almost like a just extended tutorial, but with the live game and stuff like that. I think it's fair. I think it, I think it is fair um, all the way around. And I think they even mentioned, what, 25 games for comp for uh, all players and 100 for new players, right? Quick play games or something like that. Is that what you had mentioned? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it, I, I, you know, unless it's somebody who just couldn't get an account or just didn't merge their account, have to start from scratch. And obviously it's going to be a, a, an inconvenience, but not a hefty inconvenience, unless, you know, obviously if you lose all your skin and stuff like that, then I'd be like, oh, shoot. But yeah, nothing. I don't think it's too, too crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair, too. And for those new players, it is going to provide like a like what feels like a progression. Like, oh, I unlocked a new hero. Let me try it out. Like, and it's going to give people that incentive to feel like, oh, let me try out this new guy or this new girl or whatever character it is that you unlock, right? Uh, be it tank, DPS, healer, whatever. Now, what did, did you get to see at all like what the new uh, comp kind of ladder is going to be like? It's going to be the same bronze to top 500. Uh, but now it's going to be each each rank is going to have five divisions going from the lowest, which is five, which would okay, be like bronze yeah. five, bronze four, bronze. And it's going to adjust after every seven wins or after 20 losses. You're going to update and it's going to put you where you are again. Yeah, I remember uh, I mentioned it. I think it's kind of like the way um, I think of Rocket League when, whenever there's a system like that. In Rocket League, you have your bronze, and then you got to go tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, and then you go to silver, tier one, two, three, four, gold, tier one, tier two, three, four, and then so like that ladder you had mentioned. So, yeah, um, I mean, that's fair again. Fair. I don't think it's anything too, too crazy. Obviously, I think they're just being more precise and specific as far as where you fall, either for matchmaking or where you fall in terms of skill. So, that's totally fair. Totally, I, I agree. Yeah, and then uh, with the lower ranks, bronze through diamond, you're going to be able to group within two skill tiers. So two up, two down. 
Uh, and then uh, from master to top 500, it's going to be, I think, only within your, like the next skill tier. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, same thing. Grandmaster players are only going to be able to queue solo or by twos. And the rest, I think, uh, I think it's master and grandmaster. No, masters, I think, was up to three, maybe. And the rest is just as many as you want. So. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's going to be a little bit of getting used to that we're not going to be seeing. The big thing I think is going to be like the update of every seven wins or 20 losses or ties. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be like after every match. It's okay. This is your new rank. This is new rank. Or you went up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit more of an investment till you see yeah. like that gratification of like, oh, I ranked up. I ranked up. Or, oh, I lost. I lost, you know? So uh, we'll see what happens there. What did you think of the... Did you have any thoughts on the... On the nerfs, buffs, changes? Uh, usually when it comes to stuff like that, I like to try them out first. I know um, they did address uh, Junker Queen um, and the way she, you know, impacted the game. And I know you, usually they kind of go with the, uh, with the uh, Pro Overwatch players and stuff like that. But it was kind of saying like, hey, man, you know, she was intense when we played her. You know what I mean? And so she did get a couple of these nerfs that I was kind of okay with. And then the DPS... Um, kind of, they did get that um, speed boost and the reload boost and stuff like that, which I also, also thought was kind of cool. Um, I just think if you're going to kind of go with that route with the DPS, uh, there has to be some changes to maybe some of your tank, tank heroes. And again, they did address that too uh, with Diva and Orisa, I think, primarily. Um, just because you, I, I don't want my tank to feel like a squishy in the hands of a somebody who's just amazing with like uh, Reaper, you know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. that... That would just totally, I, obviously, I guess it's meant to balance it and to adapt and stuff like that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I would like to try it out first and kind of see what's up. You know, I, I, I was happy to see that D.Va had her, she did get a little buff on her missiles. So, hey, you, I'm going to go dive right in with the D.Va missiles and, you know, stay there. You know, forget retreating. Who retreats? Nobody retreats. Retreats are for losers. Yeah. Just to clarify on the uh, on the damage uh, roll passive, it, it used to be that, you could swap heroes and retain 30% of your of your ult charge. Now they made that into a universal passive passive. And the DPS passive they did is eliminations will now grant 25% increased reload speed and movement speed for 2.5 seconds. Does not it does not stack with itself and it it uh, will refresh over uh, the duration. Um something interesting in their in their notes was that they said at the very end of talking about the new dps uh, passive because obviously it's going to affect some heroes in a very big way and in other ways it's not really going to benefit them at all somebody like hanzo that doesn't really need a reload speed reload speed or somebody like bastion that does also doesn't really need something like that uh are not going to really be affected versus like you mentioned reaper tracer those heroes that can use that speed, that reload, that being your face, that already kind of hard enough to kill or can already be a problem in their own way, uh, are going to get big buffs by something like this. But they mention at the very end of talking about this, however, in the future, in future seasons, we may continue to experiment with what these passives do as we look to shake up the meta regularly. Now, a lot of people didn't like that, because I think they understood it in a different way than I did. But what I'm hearing there is that they might they might put out, try different passives 
to essentially like buff and nerf heroes and rather than mess with their base values you know if they do something with like staying in place gives you like a little a little bit of a buff then the bastions are going to be good the widows the snipers Mm. it's going to be like a sniper meta during that uh patch then they get to do something with more movement like you're moving you get a little bit of a buff or you know they could uh essentially have like sort of hero pools or hero metas, a play style metas, sort of, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, we did have the experimental card um, in Overwatch one. So I'm, I would think that's something they'd bring back just to kind of have experimental and mess around with before they applied some of those changes. Um, I did really, I did really like the experimental because it was something that, you know, it was like a beta within the game, you know, or, you know, let's try let's see, obviously just things they want to see, things they want to try out. Um, I think the experimental game mode would or should make a comeback if it's not making a comeback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe that's, maybe I'm thinking too much into it and maybe they are just going to try different things. Uh, some people have not been happy with this being like an active uh, skill mm-hmm. rather than it's supposed to be a passive. Like you have to get a kill to un- like to unlock this rather than like, the healers were like, it's always good. You don't have to be killing people for like you to regen. And the, for the tanks, like the, the passive of like you, your knockback or whatever is better or less. Uh, it's also a passive versus this being like an act, more of an active thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about with Overwatch, uh, Overwatch uh, 2 coming up uh, in terms of news is that from October 7th to 16th, there are going to be Twitch drops for a Kiriko skin and a donut charm. Uh, you do have to link your Battle.net account to your Twitch. And since there's going to be like some sort of uh, system reset going from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2, make sure that you look into it uh, at that time and make sure that you, when the game comes out, that you uh, go ahead and relink your Battle.net account to your Twitch again. Because there's going to be, like I said, system reset and uh, it's going to be a new go around for drops and a new game completely. So uh, look into that if you're going to try to get the skin and charm. Now, jumping over to TVs and movies, TV and movies, uh, we did have an Alice in Borderland, uh, I guess, uh, announcement, trailer, what have you, uh, that you shared. I'm not familiar with the show, but I know you've talked about it and uh, you like the dynamic. I think uh, it kind of went a little bit under the rug because at the uh, at the time, I think it's when Squid Games was out, right? So mm, Alice in Borderland came out before Squid Games, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Quite a yeah. Uh, I don't remember when Squid Games came out. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think Squid Games was a little bit after. But as soon as Squid before. Games was out, a year before. Yeah, 2020 and 2021. Alice in Borderland came out in 2020, and then Squid Games came out in 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought so. it was closer, but I mean, Squid Games was all the talk anyone was talking about. Yeah, and I saw I saw Alice in Borderland months before Squid Game had even came come out. Um, I don't know the exact dates, but I, I know it had been a while. And I really enjoyed Alice in Borderland um, a lot, actually. Um, and then when Squid Game came out, it just happened to be something that was similar to Alice in Borderland, and, which is actually the primary, primary reason why I jumped out on it when I first saw it, I think. And I remember mentioning it, and I, I, I pride myself just because I was like, hey, man, I found this show called Squid Game, and it's before Rico had heard about it, or Cordelia had heard about it. And again, the only reason I picked it up was because it was Alice in Borderland type, you know, battle royale type thing. And 
lo and behold, a week later, everybody, <laughs> the one I was like, huh, that is awesome. <laughs> so I was just happy because we were going to get a, uh, obviously, a, a Squid Games part of season two, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we got the Last of Us trailer this past week. Did you check that out? What'd you think? Uh, I, I, I haven't also haven't played, I haven't played that game, uh, but from what people have said, uh, amazing game. And people that have watched the trailer that have played the game had said that it looks pretty spot on. Uh, seems like they're going to be going straight one and one with the story from the game. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. uh, that's what I'm hearing from people that are breaking down the trailer. Uh, again, I'm not familiar with the story. I know little bits and pieces of things that happen, but I'm not, like I said, never played to the game myself. So for me, even if it's a one and one it's not a problem for me because it'll be my first experience. Yeah. Um. I know some people feel that they, you know, you should add a little bit different or whatever, because it's that people have problems with the one and one sometimes. But I mean, if the game is really touted as it is, why change it, right? Yeah. So um, we'll be looking forward to that again. That's going to be on HBO in 2023. Uh, then next we have uh, Tenoch Huerta, which is uh, set to play uh, Namor in the upcoming uh, Black Panther movie has said that Namor is a mutant. So even though we've seen mutants across other uh, in uh, multiverse uh, capacities already in the MCU, he will be the first official mutant that we know of in our current timeline. So Ooh. mutants are now in the MCU. Nice. By way of Namor. Uh, Paul Bettany, Tom Hanks, and Robin Wright are, go are set to star in here which is going to be made by actually uh along with tom hanks and robin wright uh the forrest gump team and it is said to be it is described as a revolutionary odyssey through time and memory now paul bedney tom hanks robin wright three great actors and with that description like i'm down i'm excited to see like what we're gonna get in this uh, movie here so We'll be looking out for that. More news, uh, I'm sure, coming soon. Uh, big next one was a big surprise that Marcus actually dropped on me. Uh, Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine for Deadpool three, coming on September sixth, twenty twenty four. This is awesome. I thought it was awesome because Ryan Reynolds had it just kind of. He was talking about again, you know, would have been Deadpool three. We talked about it. He goes, oh, so and he kind of. If you haven't seen it, it's funny because I can't promise you much. He goes, but I can uh, promise you a little something. He goes, what do you think, Hugh? Uh, Hugh Jackman. I was like, you want to come back for Wolverine? He goes, yeah, sure. All right, Ryan. And he's walking up the stairs, real nonchalantly. And then Ryan, Ryan Reynolds just smiling at the camera. I'm just like, hey, is that, is that, is that serious? So awesome to see, man. So can't wait. Deadpool 3. Yeah. Man. yeah we're already getting uh, pics and videos and stuff making the rounds of uh, Hugh Jackman starting to work out. You know, uh, if you're familiar with Wolverine and Hugh Jackman, you know that the guy always just goes hard in the gym and comes out jacked for those movies. So. I mean, and then we're getting Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, and I think their chemistry already is just going to like knock it out of the park. The only thing I would love in Deadpool three is just for Spider Man to come out. Um, in some, I don't even care if it's a cameo, but if Spider Man drops and you're and you're, you're going to start teasing a Deadpool Spider Man team up, like like in the animated series and in the comic books, because those two together, dude, like I think in the comic books, you know, Deadpool, and it's it's a, he's always joking around about it, but there's like this, you know funny dynamic between spider-man and deadpool where deadpool's always just trying to like hit on spider-man spider-man's like knock it off deadpool's like i'll knock it off later it's stuff like that so 
it's gonna be great to see, man. So I, that's what I'm hoping for here in Deadpool three. That's my little wish list there, man. But we're getting Wolverine. I know people are clamoring for for the um, classic Wolverine outfit with his yellow and blue uh, color palettes. Palette. So it's gonna be awesome. And Hugh Jackman's gonna kill it again. It's gonna be great. Yeah, big exciting news right there. Uh, Chloe Bennett has been cast for Dave season three. For those of us that are fans of uh, Little Dicky and his show Dave. I know Marcus is, but uh, I don't think you haven't gone to check it out yet, right? No, I have not. But I, I like a little dicky. I love his music, man. <laughs> yeah, even, the sh- before, even before the whole thing. But I know you and Coronelio are. Yeah, the show is the show is very good, very funny. Uh, dives into a lot of like his past and kind of how he made it and stuff like that. Uh, and it, it just overall good vibes, good music, and just embodies Little Dicky and his music really. So uh, excited that uh, we're getting a. Uh, a well-known actress for the cast and that, you know, this confirms that it is coming and on the way. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. We got our first look, which will be coming out in 2024. I'm a big fan of this series of movies. I've liked it uh, since it was the old school ones and I'm excited that uh, it's going to continue with Caesar. You watch these movies at all? I've seen the first one and the one with Caesar, I think, is he's going to... Or he's like the you know main monkey, and I, I yeah. remember bits and pieces and stuff like that. And I do remember the first old one, you know, the one of the greatest plot twists in cinema history, right? Where um, in the OG, where you realize that they're not in the past, but that they're in the future, right? Is that the mm-hmm. so I still remember that too, and I saw it not little, um, but yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed the first one. I haven't seen any of the other ones because I don't remember why I saw it or where I saw it, but they're good. Uh, we have uh, Armor Wars, which is set to star uh, Don Cheeto, obviously coming back as War Machine. Uh, it was set to be a Disney Plus series and is now going to be transitioned into a movie. I'm not sure what the reasoning is here, but I mean, we'll we'll see what uh, what that looks like. Now you see me. Three is in the works. Uh, big fan of the first two. Uh, magic and all that so I'm excited that we're getting a new one uh, speaking of new ones New American Pie movie is in the works love the American Pie series so I'm super happy that we're getting something new uh, they just better bring back Stifler that's all I'm going to say honestly dude and I think that will that uh, you know that, that make or break man but I actually really enjoy the the four movies right because we have American Pie 1, 2, American Wedding and American Reunion I've seen maybe two or three of the spinoffs because there's a lot. Um, They're good totally, too. They're funny I, too. The, the ones I the I ones like I've seen were funny. There was two of them. I think there was, was the one with Stifler's little brother, um, who was the helmet. Then there's another one, the Naked Mile, which I thought was hilarious too. Um, and then there's one more. I totally forgotten. But Geek House, um, Bandcamp, Naked Band Mile. Bandcamp, yeah, Naked Mile. Um, but no, man, American. I thought American Wedding was Stifler, but and. Probably it's not as strong as the first two, but Stifler was front and center of part three, which to me, I love part three because Stifler's just the, the best man. Like he's amazing. So they need to bring back Stifler. Um, they need to bring back Jim's dad. <laughs> especially, especially in this day and age, dude, those characters. Woo. Yeah, but it's kind of see what they're up to. I wonder if, you know, Jason was a Briggs, Jason Biggs, the mm-hmm. uh, Jim, the actor for Jim. Um, I wonder if he'll make a comeback for these and kind of maybe he'll be the father and his son will be the one. So kind of kind of curious to see what the script's going to be like. So I'll be keeping an eye on this one, man. Probably, probably will watch this one. I've seen a lot of them, dude. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, speaking of guilty pleasures, Jonathan Majors is in talks to star in a Dennis Rodman movie entitled 48 Hours in Vegas, which would go through 48 hours that Dennis Rodman, the infamous Dennis Rodman, spent in Vegas in the middle of the 1998 NBA Finals. Guy is notorious for just being out there. Uh, if you're familiar with him at all, or if you watch the in the last couple of years, the the documentary about uh, the Bulls, the show, the not the Showtime Bulls, the uh, what was it called? The Last Dance. That's what it was called. The Last Dance documentary. You know that uh, one of his ways to kind of like keep sane and stuff like that was just to take off to Vegas and go party. So this would be, this would be pretty interesting. And I'm a big fan of Jonathan Majors. So I would love to if this happens, if he plays him and to watch it, obviously. If they can kind of stay true to who Dennis was as a as a kind of crazy guy mm. and just phenomenal basketball player at the same time, which blows my mind. Uh, American Horror Story, New York City is set for October 10th, going to be on FX and you can stream it on Hulu, uh, a series that I love. One of the ones that uh, kind of introduced me to Evan Peters, who we're now seeing kind of break out as Dahmer. So uh, I'm excited. I love watching this show and how they kind of interconnect their seasons, but they're different stories at the same time. Uh, so I'm excited to, to check this out here in a couple of days. Uh, Bo DeMeo is rewriting blade after impressing on moon Knight and the upcoming X-Men 76. Now this comes just a couple of days after the reports were that the initial writer got fired and that there was problems with the, with the main uh, star and, and him. And there was, you know, some differences uh, within the writing of that movie. People, I, I'm not sure the whole story, but it's being re, it's being rewritten uh, from the ground up. And uh, hopefully, I still haven't seen Moon Knight, but now since he's going to have like a very big part in Blade, in the rewriting of Blade, now I'm going to go watch Moon Knight because I needed that little push like to get me to, to check it out. And I'm definitely going to be doing that here soon. Yes. Community. Is uh, we've talked about it before. It's official that it's getting its movie and it's coming to Peacock. So I'm sure Ricky and Andrew are both super excited, uh, as I am, that we're going to be getting Community, the movie. Uh, Bill Skarsgård made the news two times this week Ooh. in that he is going to be starring as the Crow uh, in its its uh, what do you call it? Not revamp, but uh, reboot. Yeah, a reboot of the of the Crow series, which is something that we saw that was going on when oh, we were kids. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it has finished. I think at this point it has finished filming. So uh, let's see. I mean, let's let, let's see what that's uh, going to look like. I'm sure he's going to creep out a whole new generation of kids. Uh, and uh, not just as the Crow, but he's also going to be Nosferatu Dude. in an up upcoming remake, which I've actually always been a huge fan of Nosferatu. And I have to shout out to our boy, Ricky. Uh, I'm sure he's excited that this is coming back too. Yeah, I know. Ricky's a big uh, Nosferatu fan. Um, obviously, if you're not familiar with Nosferatu, it's just the um, foreign film of the Dracula. But obviously, it's almost like a direct ripoff when they made the OG. Ricky knows the entire history. He's explained to me. And it's interesting. 
that's what I remember off the top of my head. But I, there is more to it. And I don't want to butcher anything of the things that he said because you know for whatever. But I do want to see. I do want to see and kind of say that um, we also have Bill Skarsgård, and then the person directing Nosferatu too is um, Robert Eggers who directed The Lighthouse and The Northman. I've seen both of them. The only film I haven't seen from this guy is The Witch. Uh, why I haven't, I don't know, but that's actually one of the ones I've been meaning to go back and watch again just because, you know, Eggers just has, you know, killed whatever he's put out. Um, he does have some short films, but Lighthouse, amazing. That's the one with um, uh, Willem Dafoe and then uh, Robert Pattinson, our boy, and then The Northman, man, with, with actually has, it's a, it's not Bill Skarsgård, but it's a, uh, his brother is Alexander Skarsgård, who um, is featured in that film. So if you haven't seen, you know, those films, got to check them out. Eggers is on a roll. And with Nosferatu and Bill Skarsgård, just, it's going to be amazing. And actually, I'll be watching that one. Um, I'm actually sure. really curious as to if they kind of stay true to the old format, because Nosferatu was a... Uh, creepy. What w- was a creepy black and white film that didn't have any audio. It had a little bit of music, but it was more like the subtitles it was like a subtitle film like yeah, a silent it, it film was... old, very old school for the you know with the time so I, i'm 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 curious if they're gonna modernize him or if they're going to like kind of have elements of that old school stuff aesthetic and whatnot so i'm i'm excited i'm really excited yeah and, too. and i wouldn't if, if it does go into a black and white esque type thing i think it'd be actually real cool um because remember, it is an old film. The original is an old film. It came out in the 1920s. I don't remember what off the top of my head. And it's a German film, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, kind of see in what direction he does go with this. And I think in black and white, I think it would actually look real, real cool. Especially since he's, he's, he's messed with the, those aspects. And his cinematography. If you haven't seen the lighthouse, cinematography in that film is excellent. And it's creepy. Especially when you're just dealing with a lighthouse and you know being stranded and... Um, not not having much to do, so now he's taking Dracula in a sense, and he's gonna have his own vision of him and Nosferatu, and kind of seeing you know more or less where he goes. So I agree, it's gonna be exciting. And Nosferatu is creepy, creepy as hell. You know, Dracula was portrayed as handsome and all these things, and he wasn't. Dracula wasn't a bad person, more of a love story in Bram Stoker's Dracula. But we are dealing with <laughs> Nosferatu, who looks creepy. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> kind of see how they work with it. So uh, we have a new Tarzan film in the works over at Sony. Uh, their comments are that they're looking to reinvent the character for the 21st century. Um, I'm usually I'm, I'm usually pretty open. Uh, yeah, I'm usually pretty open. Like for them to make some of these films. Yeah, there a lot of people say like, oh, like you shouldn't touch the classics. But you know, one of these older films. Uh, you know, uh, when I think of Tarzan, I think of the Disney ones, you know, the animated, the yeah. music phenomenal, the story phenomenal. There's some sad, there's some happy, there's a, you know, overall great story. But I'm always down to see uh, a different vision or a different version. I'm not, I'm also not sure exactly what they're talking about when they're saying they're reinventing the character uh, to modernize him. But I mean, I'll, I'll wait and see and kind of just check out what they put out if it if it hits it hits if it doesn't it doesn't but i'm always down to to look at it from a different perspective see a couple of new things that maybe i like or what have you what do you think yeah i don't uh i don't know what exactly it means to reinvent the character of tarzan because we have had i think it was the alexander alexander Skarsgård was the, the, the tarzan recently in the live action 
Um, I forgot how many years it came out ago. But then you have Disney's Tarzan, where you have, you know, just this awesome animated film with some great Phil Collins music with an awesome villain in Clayton. And, you know, just to kind of see it, it's a lot. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where they're going with this, man. I don't know. I never know what it means to reinvent the character for, I don't know that, for the 21st century. That is very specific. So I don't want to even get yeah. into it because I would like to see more. Just because of that phrase, re- reinvent the character for the 21st century. Um, I don't know. We'll see what it means. Uh, specific, specifically Tarzan. Like, I, I, I don't know what that, what that means. Like, because, like, you can see it, like, in other movies where, like, it's very much like it's it's set like in a completely different time period but when it comes to the story of tarzan and being like raised by animals like how how is that different how how is that story different today versus mm-hmm. years ago other than like him being maybe thrust into a society that he knows nothing about like maybe in that from that perspective like i could see you know, he's coming into an age of like the digital age or social media age or something like that. But then well, if you get into all that, like, is it still Tarzan? Like, I don't know, but I'll wait and see. Let, yeah. Let's just let's just wait and it, see. Right. This is, this is one of the wait and see approaches for me, just because, again, reinvent the character for the 21st century. <laughs> don't know what that means. Yeah. Very specific, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. So. Dude, so we'll see, man. We'll see. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna end things with House of the Dragon. Another uh, great week. I think they had another ratings jump uh, for House of the Dragon this week. A great episode uh, to me. Um, probably the best one yet. I love like the little planning and little uh, scheming and stuff here. Uh, shout out to uh, to our our boy the Beetle uh, from House Strong. Yeah, and uh, what uh, he was able to do this week, I think you had mentioned it, right? Right, because I I had talked to Rick about that. I felt like this guy was a little bit more of the of the um, little finger ask, and then was he goes well, I mean, more like Varys, and I was like, yeah, for definitely get a kind of mix of those crew. Yeah, guys. he's he's like a mix of the two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you see, he was more of the plotting and the the let me do stuff just for the sake of it type thing, just because I don't know what his angle is, especially with the queen and stuff like that. Um, but we'll see with that going forward. I did actually. I, I enjoyed the time jump that we got, the time skip in, in episode six. We're supposed to get another one soon. Uh, I, I've already come to terms that season one of House of the Dragon is just one long introduction, you know, into the Dance of the Dragons. That's going to, that's going to be coming up later on where they're going to kind of, da- you know, duke it out and stuff. So, yeah, it's just, this is all introduction. I know, I know you, you're the one I mentioned, right? Where the pacing felt like super fast from kind of what, like what we've seen, right? Was it, was it you who had told me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you had mentioned like pacing was just super fast, and my thing is, I was like, I think they're just trying to get to the meat of this epic battle that's gonna, you know, come out, and this epic battle is gonna, this epic battle is what's gonna stem the three or four seasons that this show is supposed to be. I totally forgot what it was, but yeah, season one is just one big intro, man. But the actors they killed it. The everybody killed it. It's great, and Prince Damon's about to do something cool. Can't wait. Can be epic. Yeah, for me, for me, like I want to be invested in a character or in characters, right? So that when that when those big things happen, I'm on a side and I care about who wins, loses, dies, rules, whatever in these kinds of shows. And I just haven't felt that 
in this show because I feel like I haven't had a time. I haven't had time to like invest and throw my, my, you know, my, my will or whatever, what have you like behind somebody. Uh, but it is, it, it, it did get better in this one. And we did have a little bit of what I liked from the original game of Thrones with, like I said, the little, uh, those little schemings and, and little, you know, all the pieces are falling into place. Mm. And, you know, some of my favorite, like, for example, some of my favorite uh, scenes in the original Game of Thrones was like between Littlefinger and Varys, where like they're not big players in the grand scheme of things, but they are big players behind the scenes. Yeah. And like I miss those kinds of things. And here with Lord uh, Laris, right? Laris Strong is his name. Uh I'm I'm liking that character. I'm seeing, you know, they're showing us like where Allison's coming from, where Rhaenyra's coming from, what's going on there. And I don't know, like it's still missing a little bit of something for me, but, but it's getting there. Uh, episode seven is set to, uh, this coming week is set to have a big plot twist that is going to leave people like, whoa. Um, and That's then hard. episode eight, which comes out next week, is going to feature the final uh, time jump that you were talking about. And uh, they say that the actors that we see there are going to be the final actors for the rest of the seasons, which there are supposed to be three to four seasons planned uh, as of right now. Mm -hmm. uh, season two uh, reports say we'll begin filming in March. So it won't be too long, hopefully, and that we have to wait. And uh, I think the big news of the week for House of the Dragon, I mean, all of this is big news, to be honest, but... The biggest news, I would say, from my point of view, is that uh, Ryan Condal, the showrunner, actually said that House of the Dragon, in his eyes, uh, should be expanded. Because it's called House of the Dragon and not Dance of the Dragons, mm -hmm. he envisions it more as like multiple Targaryen story stories and more of like an anthology to their people uh, rather than just like the dance of the dragons, which is like yeah. the story we're currently like seeing played out right now. And he even mentioned uh, Aegon's conquest as maybe going to be included in the house of the dragon uh, set of mm. uh, seasons, uh, adaptations, whatever you want to call it. So I'm really excited about that, to be honest, because I, I really just want to see Valerian the dread set to, you know, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with him, he's supposed to be the biggest dragon in Game of Thrones lore, the and uh, Aegon's personal dragon. Ooh. So, I'm excited. It's been good. So has uh, House of Power. Uh, I mean, Rings of Power. Sorry. Uh, House of Power. <laughs> House of Power. House of Power. The 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 uh, crossover. The crossover episode. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they've both been really good. You know, I, I don't get it when people say, like, no, like, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. Like, House of the Dragon is ass. Or, like, people that say, like, oh, I'm a I'm a Westeros, like, tried and true. Like, I'm not going to watch that trash. Uh, Rings of Power. Or, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't get it. They're both good. They're they're different. Uh, and I'm they're both boy. just, they're just popping off, man. Both of them. I feel yeah. like. So. I've I've enjoyed both, um, and Rings of Power, and I've told Rico it's just a pickup. It's a pickup, and it's finally picking up. And again, anything Lord of the Rings, anything that's just going to put us into this high fantasy again with House of Dragons, just 
it's a it's a win for all of us regardless of how you feel about those the fact that these type of shows and episodes are coming out the way they are especially with the budget in these episodes oh my um it's good stuff it's great great stuff to see real random a while back i had seen uh an article that george r, r. martin had put out and i think they asked him a question who would win in a 1v1 jamie lannister or aragon and i was like huh and you know what he said what did he say he went with his boy, Jamie Lannister, and I said, you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I don't know why I thought, obviously, because, right? you know, lately in, the, in our day and age, you know, Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings have kind of been almost synonymous, uh, especially with some of the characters. And, all, and with, with clear reason, right, you can see a lot of the um, inspiration um, that kind of stem and George R. R. Martin, you know, making the story into his own. But yeah, well, who do you think would win in a 1v1? Do you think Aragon or uh, Jamie Lannister? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm super biased, but uh, I, I feel, I feel like it's, it's hard because if you just watch the show, we don't really see what Jamie Lannister can do outside of maybe one fight where he has, mm. where he, he fights like Ned Stark, but it's not even like that good. Like we haven't seen Prime Jamie Lannister, so whereas like uh what's his face like we see him fight and stuff but i don't know and i think i think that was one of the uh things that george r. r martin said in his eyes because he knows you know all the accolades and stuff jamie jamie Lannister has and stuff you know that he would put jamie over everyone and i was like man but you know when you're kind of dealing with the almost supernatural entities that aragon has dealt with you know like i don't know man i think his battle experience and experience overall especially with somebody like Sauron, kind of puts him over the top you know that's just my thing but again we like like you said we don't know much about Jamie Jamie Lannister that you know we're kind it, of it's detail. hard I I I would hope Jamie would win because I like him better as a character but it, it's just hard across that universe I feel but I feel like it's it, that's a pretty good matchup though but like if it was somebody that somebody more like Barristan Selmy which had like crazy accolades about like being one of the greatest uh, uh, Kingsguard ever or like Sir Arthur Arthur Dane which would like he would do wield swords and he would like he could 5v1 people he could 6v1 people like that guy i think just clears <laughs> your boy but uh I, I don't know that that's a tough one that's yeah, a was, real tough was... one i w- i would love to like read a little bit more about both of them to see yeah. what's up there's it was just a little something i kind of want to throw here at the end i know we did wrap up all of our news Something just to kind of get your mind joggling, because I don't know if you ever see that article or whatnot, but just to ask a little something. And if you're out there, you know, also for listening, um, who are listening, just to kind of see who you think and why. Um, and again, this was just an article I came about months, months ago. And when you were talking about it, I said, man, you know. Um, Jamie wins. Many, just hit characters. Me. Why does Jamie win? Because uh, at the end of the last movie, what, who does, what does, uh, how do you say his name? Aragon? Aragon. What does Aragon become? The king. And what is Jamie Lannister's nickname? The King Slayer. Shut Boom. up. Boom. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> that was it good. was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> that was a good one. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. I'm real proud of myself. But I think that kind of wraps up our news, right? Yeah, that does, in fact, wrap up the news. All right. So 
we are going to have our discussion that again those will be uploaded separately we are we you will you know we do have a schedule again just in case for those of you who aren't aware um we are uploading the news over the weekend and we are uploading the discussion that we like to have uh, a little a little they're a little shorter right which works because we do release those on a monday just for your daily commute uh to work and back and stuff like that so for those of you out there um yeah just just tune in for to us over the weekend for the news and on monday for the fun discussion i would like to have um anything you'd like to add rico before we log off no just uh thanks for listening and thanks for uh spending your weekend with us <laughs> yeah and again you can always find us on twitter uh Metaero nerds at Metaero nerds or you can always follow myself at marcus 25e or um at punk rico 21 um so you know let us know the um, message us do whatever you need to do if you like um for us to talk about someone else or other things uh let us know send us a message um give us a follow other than that thank you guys for joining us and you have a good day later guys